In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tug Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hello and welcome to a special Memorial Day episode of Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Robin Boyd with you today. Both Sandra and I wish to express our thanks to the military and their families and to honor those who have served, especially those whose lives we honor on Memorial Day and every day. Today we have some music, some encore segments, and a little extra here and there. Let's start with a recent show where we met Dana Whitehead, who had recently lost a loved one in Iraq. In reviewing the list of those lost, she and her mom, Sue Couch, and friend Virginia Sapanik realized there were a lot of women in this list. This was the inception of a song, which was to honor the women of the military. Dana's the manager of a young country singer just launching her career, and performed their song beautifully. Here's Danny Vitani and G.I. Girl. To be all that they can be Patriotic symbol of noble bravery Trained to be a warrior Tough like a green beret They are women in the service Defenders of the USA
us on Military Mom Talk Radio. We want to encourage everyone to download this song. Go to www.proudandbrave.com. Sales of this song will help support the Wounded Warrior Project. A few weeks ago, we had a visit from Lori Bell from the National Association of Military Moms and Spouses, the only network of its kind that brings thousands of moms and service members and spouses together in one fun, supportive online community. Support is there for spouses enduring the separation of deployment, but also provides the unique support one needs when grieving the loss of a loved one. Let's listen to our chat with Lori Bell. Uh, Lori, can you talk about how you came to start NAMIS and, and why did you do it? Oh, man. Well, thanks for having me on again. This is so much fun listening to you guys. Um, NAMIS started because my, my husband deployed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the first time he deployed, and, and I needed a support network. Um, we were stationed in Alaska, and I was just kind of wandering around on the Internet one day wondering where his spouse was going and he needed to connect and kind of hang out and socialize a little bit. And um, this was back in 2009. I didn't really see much of anything. There's, and now today there's several Facebook groups out there. But um, – I wanted to create my own thing, so uh, I started National Association of Military Moms and Spouses. And um, back then, we we had about seven people, like seven of my friends. I said, "You better join us." I started, so let's just yeah, do it. Yeah, because we're national, so you better join us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they did, and now today we have a little over two thousand members, and um, looking to expand the membership in, in new and fun ways. So I'm really excited about all the things that NAMIS is able to do uh, through the. Members, how they socialize together, talk to each other, um, help each other through things. And uh, the in- most interesting group is the military moms, the service members. These are some hardcore women who love their sons and daughters. And um, it's like sending your baby off to the world. I mean, and so the <laughs> the no, dynamic is a lot more different. World, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. just think, you know, it's like, and this is going to be an awful thing. I take a lot of flack for saying awful things, but I am a mother <laughs> and I've been a wife. Mm. I would so rather have sent my husband than my kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just something in us, that mama bear that comes out that says mm-hmm. like, you know, I won't like it if you hurt my husband, but I'll kill you if you hurt my kid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the attitude. And uh, so a lot of moms don't really know what to expect when their son or daughter goes off to boot camp or when they send them off to the academy or to college, um, especially boot camp, because it's like, well, when is that first phone call coming? So they get on there and they talk to other moms who've been there. And uh, we've done something very interesting with the membership where uh, we recently had to, we began doing a membership, uh, an exclusive membership fee because we had a lot of people joining who were spammers and they just wanted to sell things and Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure they went on one to promote their radio show, things like that. (laughs) (laughs) And we we love our radio partners and you definitely would be one. But um, yeah, so we had to make it exclusive and I think it's helped weed weed out a lot of just the junk and there's some Thing about having an exclusive community that's just for you, just just your place to go. So that's one of the the, the best thing I like about um, what we've done there at NAMIS, and it's really just member driven. Member base. Well, and that's so important, Lori, because, you know, your fees are not high. You know, you, you, what you do is so important. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like rich people or celebrities that go eat, you know, a $50 meatball sub at an exclusive yeah. restaurant just so they don't get bothered by other people. And to go right. to a group unmolested without the opportunist trying to sell the military family everything under the sun, uh, <laughs> that's so great. I know. I'm just corporate sponsors are just dropping like flies today. <laughs> But you know you're right, and that's that's the biggest challenge I had. It was everybody from small business to big business going, you know, let me add them, you know. And I was I'm very protective over over our members, and and I figured that was the best way to do it. I, I think uh, for a longest time I was undervaluing the community, keeping it free, and I figured you know what, fourteen ninety five a year. We could do that. If you find worth and value in it, we can do that. And, and so the stories that come out of it where the uh, reserve moms or guard spouses who don't live near a military base, they find their niche right there in the community because Nobody speaks their language on their block. They're the only military families for miles. Um, 
and so they find their family, they find friends right there on the site. So it's a nice oh, yeah, thing. I, I like it. The price of like two cups of coffee at Starbucks, you've got a year membership. Exactly. Exactly. So, Lori, uh, the, you were uh, recognized or you were honored uh, a couple of years ago as mm-hmm. the um, Military Spouse Magazine's 2010 Spouse of the Year. How has how is that <laughs> for you representing so many people? But how has that changed maybe uh, the direction that you've taken NAMAS since then? Oh, my goodness. I tell you what. Military Spouse Magazine, they have done an awesome thing by honoring us, not only with our own publication, but also an award that honors the, the military spouse. And it's, it, as a matter of fact, this week we're getting ready to pass the torch from the 20, 2011 person to the new 2012 person. Uh, just this week, um, this Thursday here in D.C., we're going to have a luncheon to honor the, the 2012 winner. Um, but for NAMIS, no, no crown. Oh my gosh, Babette Maxwell would have a cow if we did crowns and fashions. Because you know what? Um, when the award first started in 2008, and, and I was named in 2010, um, it, it, nobody knew what it was, and everybody thought, "Oh, how nice! You guys get your own little thing." But I think around about my year, where all the other branch winners, and then where I was. Um, we all had our own platforms and own things that we really wanted to do for the for military spouses, and that award represents over one million military spouses all over the country. So to be named as as one who is doing what they 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 deem valuable and worthy to recognize, it was so humbling, and so it's really helped me see that. It's not about where I am and what I'm doing, but it is it's really it's kind of like a domino effect. When you start serving, you step out there and you do things that you think are insignificant, they have a huge impact and lasting impact on people that you don't even, even know, that you don't even realize. Um, I still meet people today that say, wow, I remember you. You were on the cover, and that was in 2010. So um, well, it, it, it really hurt that you're good looking, too. <laughs> Well, thank you. My husband thinks so, too. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, it's just an awesome, awesome thing to be recognized like that way and to have a national award, a national magazine, say that, hey, you guys are doing something great. Um, and then the, it, it continues to get bigger and better every year. The, the thing that these spouses are bringing to the table now is just mind-blowing what people are doing. Well, you've make- got some pretty good things going on, my friend. This book coming out, uh, yeah. Prosper Where You're Planted, The Military Spouse Guide to Creating the Life You Want with the Military Life You Get. I love that caveat on there because planted is just the perfect word. Where mm-hmm. are you from originally? Because you have this wonderful southern accent. South Carolina. <laughs> so you went from South Carolina to Alaska. Alaska. Talk about mm-hmm. taking a lily and planting it in an ice field. <laughs> Yeah, that was, but you know, I uh, actually served in the Air Force for 10 years. So, um, and I've lived in Japan and I've done Italy and we've, we've had quite a few exciting assignments. And, and my journey to Prosper Where You Planet actually started when I got out of the military because I had big dreams and big goals and nothing was working. And it was because I could not get planted. Um, and it was, it was a mental thing and it was a heart issue that I didn't want to be where I was. I I wanted to be where somebody else was and where I thought I should be. And um, it's, it really, that message was born out of my own personal journey uh, where I believe God has really taken me through where I'm kind of going, okay, I'm done fighting against what I'm called to do and I'm ready to just settle down and here I am. And that's actually when that award started, that, that award started um, just kind of ballooning into something much bigger even now with NAMIS being as big, with the book um, that I'm releasing this year. And it's just, I see the need for it in our community because when you say planted, get planted to a military spouse because when do we ever get planted? We're always moving and we're always in transition. Now, Lori, will we find your book on your website, your NAMIS website? I, I definitely will when it's released. And mm-hmm. also I'm, I want to get it online and, and uh, get it into the bookstores and, and every, anywhere where books are sold. But most, the first place where it will be released will be at our first live event, our NAMIS live event, Prosper Where You Planted Boost Camp in oh, October. Good. 
You can find Lori and her network at www.namas.org. Another organization we encourage you to visit and support is the Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. TAPS is the 24-7 Tragedy Assistance Resource for anyone who has suffered the loss of a military loved one, regardless of the relationship to that deceased. TAPS provides comfort and care through comprehensive services and programs, including peer-based emotional support, casework assistance, connections to the community-based care, and grief and trauma resources. Now on June 15th and 16th, 2012, the 7th Annual Colorado Celebrity Classic will be held to benefit TAPS, and last year they raised a whopping $600,000 to support regional survivor seminars and good grief camps for young survivors at Fort Carson, Colorado. And this helps also to underwrite the costs of other programs at other bases around the country. We were fortunate to have Betsy Beard, editor for TAPS Magazine, on our show back on in March of 2011, so check out our podcast of that show, and we encourage you to learn more about TAPS and their services by visiting www.taps.org. You may not know this, but actor Kevin Costner's wearing another hat these days. He's the lead singer for his band Modern West. A single they released a few years ago spoke to the Gold Star Mothers, and after the loss of the Chinook in 2011, this song was dedicated to those families. Here's Modern West with The Angels Came Down. Walking all alone In the southern rain by graveyards and battlefields That blood still stains Back to a time When the angels came Walking all alone In the southern rain In the forest and the fields so many men were killed I can hear their cries Still echo through these hills And that was a time When the angels came Walking all alone In the southern rain and the angels came down to the fallen men and they held their hands as they prayed for them they carried their souls beyond the moon and the sun all the way to heaven one by one The angels worked so hard For so many years To heaven and back again They shed so many tears They left no one and they placed no blame Walking all alone In the southern rain And the angels came down To the fallen men And they held their hands As they prayed for Carried their souls beyond the moon and the sun, all the way to heaven, one by one. 
walking all alone in the southern rain. Never healed them troubles. Never healed that pain. But that was a time when the angels came. Walking all alone in the southern rain. Southern rain. Find more about this song and upcoming appearances by visiting Kevin Costner, ModernWest.com. We've got a break coming up, and when we come back, we'll revisit a conversation we had with Nancy Kennedy, author of Miracles and Moments of Grace, inspiring stories from military chaplains, along with a little more music. Stay tuned as we continue our Memorial Day tribute on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people can be you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tuggynet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Tuggynet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Welcome back, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today for Sandra Beck and our tribute to Memorial Day here on Military Mom Talk Radio. We are in our third year on this show, and in that time we have shared with you a phenomenal roster of guests. We encourage you to take the time and check out our podcasts. You'll find them on our show page here in Tuganet.com, at our website MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, and you can download them from iTunes. 
Coming up, in 2006, a vocalist, Tim Rushlow, or Rushlow, excuse me, and band member Donnie Harris teamed together to release a single that's very fitting for today's show. Here's Rushlow Harris performing Bagpipes Crying. Cross old dog tag, picture of when he was shooting out. So I showed it to him. So tell me about those days when he looked inside, he closed his eyes. All he could say was, I hear bagpipes crying, amazing grace. Oh, my heart beats and her crashing waves. Oh, glory, Drake over the fallen souls I see all the heroes who were willing to fight in the name of freedom laying down their lives to bring God's grace to keep us safe from harm till it brought us boys back Every day I'm giving all I can Cause I'm damn proud to be American Yeah, I made some friends And I've lost some too When I think about what they gave for me and you I hear bagpipes crying amazing grace Tears rolling down mother's face Oh, glory draped like heaven's mercy over the fallen sons. I see all the heroes who are willing to fight in the name of freedom, laying down their lives. Bring God's grace and keep us safe from harm till it bring us forth back Military Mom Talk Radio's Memorial Day Tribute. Recently, we had a visit from Nancy Kennedy, author of Miracles and Moments of Grace, bringing together 50 heartfelt and inspiring first-person stories from our nation's military chaplains. These faith-filled men and women cherish their roles as spiritual advisors to our country's active and reserve military personnel, and many are in combat situations. Military chaplains are eyewitnesses to amazing displays of divine intervention, both in small moments of grace and through miracles of breathtaking wonder. Here's a portion of our conversation with Nancy. Inspiring stories from military chaplains. Got to ask you, where did you get that idea from? I, uh, uh, Sandra and Robin, I uh, got the idea. I'm just about the last person you would expect to write a book of military stories. I didn't know anyone in the military, didn't know anything about the military. 
Um, but a few years ago, my husband and I uh, hosted a couple for dinner. It was a friend of mine from childhood uh, who I hadn't seen for many years, and he was an Air Force chaplain. So uh, that night at dinner, he told us this wonderful story about uh, God's miraculous provision for him during a deployment to Afghanistan. And just as an aside, he said, you know, Nancy, we military chaplains have hundreds of these stories. And that was kind of, you know, my aha moment. You know, I knew I wanted to tell these stories. And where did, so how do you begin something like this? Did you sit down with him and say, okay, if you've got so many stories, let's let's begin, or? Well, I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to talk to a lot of people. I've submitted a couple of stories and had a couple of stories printed in chicken soup books. And so mm-hmm. I like the whole compilation. I like the very brief story with that just gets right to the heart of the matter. Um, so I, I right away I knew I wanted to talk to as many uh, chaplains as possible. So, mm. um, yeah, it was a lot easier than I thought it would be. As it turns out, every chaplain, every military chaplain, has to be endorsed by a, a military endorsing agency that's sponsored by um, his or her denomination or faith. So I contacted the agencies. You know, you're talking about social media. Uh, I, I used all forms of social media. I contacted the agencies, asked whether they'd be willing to send out calls for story to their chaplains. Uh, I looked on Facebook. Um, I got referrals. Uh, one chaplain would share a story, and then he'd say, hey, you know, my buddy has a great story. You should talk to him. And so I would talk to the next one and on and on and kept going until I got 50. Wow. So a lot of these you probably never met in person. That's right. I did a lot of the interviewing by phone. If they were deployed, it was uh, by email. Um, a couple of folks could get to me by phone, even though they were in, like, England or Germany. Uh, yeah, it's my kind of my life goal to meet all of these chaplains in person sometime in my life. Yeah, yeah. It must have been um, heart-wrenching for you to listen. Well, before I go into what this, what my question was there, did you find it difficult to sort of get through their um, – I'm sure that there was a lot of privacy that surrounded some of their stories, but was it easy for them to start talking to you, or did you find that they were very guarded as to what they disclosed? Um, hmm. I guess there's two parts to that question. They were very willing to talk. I mean, military chaplains, they've all been pastors, most of them at one point. They love to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so they were happy to share their stories. I, of course, uh, took pains to um, not call anybody that they talk about by oh, their sure. real name. Mm-hmm. Although the places that they are in, are, I don't think we had to mask any of that. Um, I did find out after writing the book that a lot of chaplains did uh, seek treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. So some of the chaplains uh, talking about it helped, and for others, um, they were more reluctant, but they wanted to participate. I can only imagine that it's a huge burden for any minister. They listen to the trials and tribulations of everybody is in their care. And I've often even thought of that about my own minister in that uh, he has to sort of be the shoulder for all of us to bring our joy, to bring our sorrow, to bring our pain, our difficulties. And that's got to be difficult. And on top of that, being in a war situation has got to be exponential as far as the burden that they take. So that doesn't surprise me at all that they would have some kind of post-traumatic stress. But they take that burden on willingly. They uh, love what they do. Um, most of them talked about their service in terms of a, they called uh, the military chaplaincy a ministry of presence. Wherever the servicemen and women are, wherever the humanitarian missions are needed, you know, the chaplains are there. They go with them. They're, they were there at 9-11. They're there for the mm. roadside bombings. They're there in the helicopter crashes and the tsunamis. You know, they're getting their hands dirty. Uh, and, uh, not you know, while they do provide you know, uh, spiritual help in terms of um, uh, church services in in formal settings. Most of their ministry is done in informal settings, just hanging around, 
talking, talking things out, like you say, talking out the tough issues. Uh, some of my chaplains helped uh, people with uh, life problems like marital problems or alcoholism. Uh, even uh, one chaplain uh, talks to a commander about his uh, swearing problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I'm sure any habit is a habit that it has to be curtailed. It was oh, a habit gosh. that was good. It might have cost him his uh, promotion because it was offensive to uh, oh, gosh. particularly female service people. <laughs> <laughs> when you describe your book as being a compilation of inspiring stories, uh, inspiring couldn't always have happy endings. Um, I'm sure that. I'm sure that any uh, person who has been there, done that, so to speak, can relate and therefore be the inspiration. Is, would you say that's true? That's very true. I was surprised that even in the most horrific events, uh, chaplains uh, could reflect on the event from their particular position of faith. And as a result, they have very nuanced ways of thinking about war and disaster, Um and I find that in a lot of these stories and in a lot of their conversations with me, they generally raise more questions than they answer. You know, oh why did I survive when the guy next to me didn't? You know, what does this horrible waste of human life mean? What am I mm -hmm. doing here? You know, they ask the most basic questions that we all ask. Mm. And there again, in such uh, extreme conditions, that just has to be a burden for these people. And thank goodness for these chaplains to be there. What has the response been from some of your readers? Well, you know, I guess I, I just had a, a serious lack of foresight. I just, it just never occurred to me that readers would respond to my books. And yet I get lovely notes from servicemen and women and from their families. Um, I got a wonderful note from the Chief of Navy Chaplains, Rear Admiral Mark Tidd. Um, maybe perhaps the most moving uh, was a note that I got from a veteran. Uh, it was a man who said that the only stories that have touched him more than the stories in my book were stories about Jesus himself. Yeah, I'll just treasure that really? note forever. Yeah. Wow. Now, isn't that something? I, do you find that you're getting responses from military people or from chaplains themselves who are also saying, gee, I, I really can relate to this or or maybe you have part two coming. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, I would love it. I would love to return to this. Chaplains contact me. They're happy to, ha you know, they're kind of, as you said, I think before we even started, they're kind of overlooked in this equation. They're grateful that somebody wanted to tell their stories. So I get calls. I get contacted by them, uh, servicemen and women, veterans. What I really like is I get notes. Uh, from uh, family members, you know, it's great for them to see that their um, sons, their daughters, their husbands, their wives, they're being looked after not only, you know, spiritually, emotionally, and even, even in the most uh, physical of ways, chaplains, it seems like the chaplain's office is where you can just get about any goodie that you'd like. <laughs> People are always <laughs> sending chaplains boxes of stuff, and they're happy to share. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And as a, as a military mom, I can only imagine that knowing that there is a chaplain for your son or daughter to turn to has got to be the biggest comfort of all. So um, we certainly salute all of the chaplains who have done so much for our military troops. Um, Nancy, I've got about two minutes before we're saying goodbye. Do you have a book on the way, another book of a different topic? Well, uh, another topic, but the same series. The series, as you mentioned, is called Miracles and Moments of Grace. Uh, the next book, the second book in the series, released last month, and it is a collection of 50 inspiring stories from doctors. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Uh, same, well, yeah, same title, Miracles and Moments of Grace. And then we're, we're rolling with this series, and I'm working now on the third book, and that will be a book of inspiring stories from moms. Oh, my gosh. Nancy, we're going to have to come have you come back because you obviously have so much more that we want to make sure we share with everybody. Please go to Nancy B, as in Boyd, <laughs> Kennedy, right. dot com to find out more about Nancy's books, especially this one. Thank you, Nancy, for, for coming on with us today.
Please visit Nancy at her website www.nancyb as in Boyd <laughs> nancybkennedy.com for this book and others that reflect miracles and moments of grace. Every so often, my husband and I stay up late just listening to music, finding a few new ones to add to the old playlist. One song in particular he's always loved, and I just thought it was because it was a great song, but when I was looking for songs for this show, he brought this one up again and said how much this song meant to him. He said when he was in Vietnam, the one thing the guys would all talk about was their car, what car they either had waiting for them or the dream car they were going to get as soon as they got home. It then put this song by David Ball in a whole new perspective and why it's so special to my veteran. Here's Riding with Private Malone. I was just out of the service thumbing through the classifieds When in that, that said old Chevy somehow caught my eye The lady didn't know the year or even if it ran But I had that thousand dollars in my hand was way back in the corner of this old ramshackle barn With thirty years of dust and dirt on that green army tarp And when I pulled the cover off, it took away my breath What she called a Chevy was a 66 Corvette I felt a little guilty as I counted out the bills What a thrill I got when I sat behind the wheel I opened up the glove box And that's when I found the note The date was 1966 And this is what he wrote He said my name is Private Andrew Malone And if you're reading this Then I didn't make it home But for every dream that shattered Another one comes true This car was once a dream of mine Now it belongs to you Though you may take her And make her your own You'll always be riding With Private Malone Well it didn't take me long at all I had her running good Love to hear those horses thunder underneath her hood I had her shining like a diamond and I'd put the rag top down All the pretty girls would stop and stare as I drove her through town The buttons on the radio didn't seem to work quite right But it picked up that oldie show, especially late at night I'd get the feeling sometimes if I turn real quick I'd see a soldier riding shotgun in the seat right next to me. It was a young man named Private Andrew Malone who fought for his country and never made it home. But for every dream that shattered, another one comes true. This car was once a dream of his back when it was new. He told me to take her and make her my own. And I was proud to be riding with Private Malone. But one night it was raining hard, I took the curve too fast. I still don't remember much about that fiery crash But someone said they thought they saw a soldier pull me out They didn't get his name, but I know without a doubt It was a young man named Private Andrew Malone Who fought for his country and never made it home but for every dream that shattered, another one comes true. This car was once a dream of his back when it was new. And I know I wouldn't be here if he hadn't tagged along. Oh, thank God I was right.
Last year we received a dialogue from someone that was quite moving. I am not certain of its author, but I'd like to read it to you with the help of my son. It brings to light the spirit of Memorial Day, the reason we stop, we reflect, and we remember. This morning, while driving my comfortable car to retrieve my fancy latte, I tuned in to the morning news. In between thoughts of children's projects, what to make for dinner, and would I make my yoga class, I was reminded that my country is at war. I would sit with this thought for a moment, but as my day proceeds, I know it will get lost in the hustle and bustle of my 21st century American lifestyle. This morning's report spoke of a young soldier who lost his life just hours ago. I thought of what he might say to me, if given the chance. Excuse me, madam, I mean you no bother, I but, mean no bother, could, but you check could you check in, in, on, in on my family for me from time to time? My mom is the sensitive type. She may need to be held at night to fall asleep for a while. My dad will be strong for her, but inside he'll be a mess. Maybe you could just sit next to him and watch a ball game. My wife will be just as scared as she is heartbroken. Reassure her she's prepared and can do it. Also, can you tell her how pretty she looks from time to time? And she will need a ride on Sundays to visit my resting place. I worry about her driving on those days. Now, for my children, I, I know you're busy raising your sons and daughters. Again, I, I truly mean to be no bother, but I worry for them. Of course, there is the obvious stuff like who will teach my boy to throw a ball, who will walk my daughter down the aisle, and how will their colleges be paid for. But you can also make sure that they see the Big Dipper in the sky and tell them about the leaves turning color in the fall. Maybe you could bring my son down to the creek and skip a rock or two. Tell him he doesn't always have to be brave, and it's okay to cry. My daughter, well... I'm still learning myself about raising little girls. She loves to swing, so once or twice you can bring her to the playground and push her real high for me. Tell her to reach for the moon. She always laughs when I tell her that. Maybe on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day she can tag along with you and your daughter. Any help at all is appreciated. There are many families who need our help in one way or another. The many families whose lives are forever changed because of the loss of one, and the brave men and women who choose the mission of defending our freedom. Whether it's supporting resources or supporting a neighbor, there is a job for each and every one of us to help those coming home and the families of those who are not. For Military Mom Talk Radio, I'm Robin Boyd. See you next week. Knew a man called him Sandy Kane. Few folks even knew his name. But a hero, yes, was he. Left boy, came back man. Still many just don't understand about the reasons we are free. Can't forget the look in his eyes Or the tears he cried As he said these words to me All gave some Some gave all Some stood through for the red, white, and blue some had to fall And if you ever think of me Think of all your liberties and recall Some gave
hurricane is no longer here But his words are also clear They echo throughout our land But all his friends who gave us all Who stood the ground and took the fall To help their fellow man Love your country and live with pride And don't forget those who died America, can't you see All gave some And some gave all And some stood through For the red, white, and blue And some had to fall And if you ever think of me Think of all your liberties And recall Some gave all And if you ever And recall Yes, recall Some live on Some live on